Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. Welcome to Threads of Enlightenment, your journey into personal growth. The splendor of any decision is after you've made it, all that remains to be seen are its consequences. My name is Ken Primus, I am your host. Here at Threads of Enlightenment, we talk about the principles of self-development and personal growth. By having conversation with people, who have walked through their journey of personal growth. We believe that everyone at some point in their life will have to deal with one or more of these principles to have the privilege of focusing on their self-development as humans. These principles, when applied, can help you to become the best self possible. of Threads of Enlightenment. As usual, we welcome our guests here at Threads of Enlightenment, and we usually love to hear the stories that they have created, such wonderful stuff, because I believe that we are all creators. But the important thing for us here at Threads of Enlightenment is to go back and find out how did they do it. And so I want to welcome our guests today. Vivi, introduce yourself to the family and tell us about what you have created. I can. It's my pleasure to be here. Um, So, yeah, my name is Vivi. And currently right now, I am a nomadic evangelist who lives in Canada. Mm -hmm. Uh, So my life path has been quite interesting Hmm. because I was born in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. um, But at the age of 17, I came to the U.S. as an exchange student. And I, uh, I love the country very mm-hmm. much. So I continue my study after my high school. Then I obtained my engineering degree from Texas A&M, mm-hmm. chemical engineering de- degree from Texas A&M. Why did I go for engineering and now I'm the nomad? That's the story I'm here to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> it's not a very unusual story that not only people would see uh, an Asian Vietnamese girl from uh-huh. uh, being an engineer to a nomad. And I have people keep telling me that all the time. Um, and so back then, my life was all about corporate life, people 
pleasing mm-hmm. uh, obtaining status. It was a very materialistic life. Yeah. So when I was in the U.S., um, I I didn't I did not even know what chemical engineering is. To be honest, I <laughs> went for the major because of the hype. Because I was Asian, uh. because I know you could be like a lawyer, doctor, or engineer. Yeah. Right? So, and majority, majority people go for engineers, especially who love science like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I love chemistry and math. Yeah. And so when I sit down with a career advisor, they're like, "Well, if, if you love science, like, do you want to make a?" good money when you graduate mm-hmm. I was like yeah so I was like why don't you major in chemical engineering and I had no clue what it was actually <laughs> I was like um so in Texas A&M they had a lot of sponsor from mm-hmm. uh petroleum companies like mm-hmm. Shell, Exxon yeah uh Chevron so they so for the major of chemical engineering it's very much more related to petroleum engineering mm-hmm. like later on when I graduated I was like oh no it's very broad like it can be applied to like so many different sectors like in many different industries mm-hmm. but uh, by the time I graduated I realized this is not for me I don't <laughs> want to keep the environment I don't want to work for petroleum engineers so I was yeah. like well I'm already into it so I have to finish yeah um so I, but I, I, I was glad that I didn't go for petroleum mm-hmm. engineer. I didn't work for petroleum companies because like I, it, it was not my thing. Yeah. And I had um, a lot of struggle fighting jobs, but luckily I was able to find a research position at MIT. Mm-hmm. So I was working there for two years on the research project and that kind of inspired me to continue to my grad school to do biomedical engineering mm-hmm. and now i was like as a bi- biomedical engineer i feel like a lot better for saving people's lives uh, yeah. and creating drugs and um prototype medical devices and that was my interest at the time mm-hmm. and i then in grad school i realized that i really enjoy being creative mm-hmm. uh and Coming off like different ideas and prototypes was like my 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 big interest at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I graduated from Cornell, I continue on to um, that engineering track. I was like, well, this biomedical engineer is a lot better than chemical engineering. <laughs> 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 so I ended up working for the top hospitals in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And that's where everything started to crumble down for me because um, the job that I was working on was not really in my expertise or not really in my interest, but I did my job to learn about it. It was it's still within biomedical engineering sector, but mm-hmm. it's like uh, but it's more related to clinical engineering because it's in the hospital and it wasn't a lot of research or uh, research and product development, but more about IT, which mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I I didn't like computers so much. So I I didn't really enjoy the job and the work environment was really hassle. Yeah, yeah. Um uh so I I felt a lot of pressure and my boss constantly harassed me so I didn't really enjoy working there. But at that time I was on an H1B visa. Mm-hmm. So I I had a threat hanging on my head that yeah. if 
if I don't stick with the job, I would lose my, when I lose my employment, I would have to be deported yeah. back to Vietnam. And at the time, I already stayed there since like already 12 years. Yeah. Um, so I already kind of considered this place like my home. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to settle here. I want to live here. And so when, when I just, I got so intense, um, the, the pressure of pressure and chest. I don't know if you work, if you ever, ever been to hospital environment, but it's a very, um, stressful environment. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a, a constantly on the rush, um, and very highly demanding. Yeah. So definitely, like, I don't know how, on the healthcare worker can handle the pandemic. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was not even like nurses. I work closely with them, mm-hmm. but just like being the engineer on the hospital, like you already can can already feel like a lot of pressure, you know. And it's it was a really big hospitals as well. Yeah. Um. So I I just got really stressed at that time, and I knew that I would lose a job. So that was when the pressure getting heavier and heavier on me, and I was like, I don't know if I could continue hanging on to mm-hmm. this anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I at that time I started to question a lot about my life. Mm-hmm. When when I started feeling this pressure, like why did I have to do this myself? Like why did I continue? Why, why did I have to continue doing something that I hate so much? And how far mm-hmm. could I still continue doing this? And I didn't feel like it was myself. Um, I like I lost so much confidence and so much of self-esteem that I felt I completely lost myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I didn't know who I was at that yeah. time anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, why did I have to do this? Uh, and I, I, I questioned, like, what is the meaning of my life mm-hmm. right now? Because um, I feel like a living hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what did, it, it feel like I didn't have the motivation to get up in the morning and going to work. It feel like carrying rocks on my yeah, shoulder. Wow. Like, big chunk of rocks on my shoulder. And I had... Um, severe back pain mm-hmm. at that time. I didn't know that it was related to stress. Oh yeah, and 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 to the work, but it makes sense because it yeah. feels like carrying a rock, and it was like very tense on your shoulder. Now that I learned about energy healing, mm-hmm. um, I understood why, like ha- having um, like all the stressful emotion can uh, have the effect on your physical body. And that's why it manifests illnesses. And at that time I didn't understand. I, I just like, it's too much stress. And I have like my back is constantly in pain and I drank so much coffee, um, <laughs> and sugar treats, you know, just to carry through the day, just yeah. to forget everything. And, and just like, maybe the sugar gonna give me the energy <laughs> to like carry through it. And I need the caffeine, um, to do with the job. So. Eventually, I, I just couldn't handle it anymore, and I did lose the job, and mm-hmm. I did have to go back to Vietnam. And at that that point, I was face, facing three different options. Now, I could stay in the U.S. illegally, I could get a fake marriage, mm-hmm. or I had to be deported and go back to Vietnam yeah. and face the fear of shame of losing everything. Yeah, Because, um, you know, like in Asian yeah. culture, it's like... Yeah. <laughs> if you go back home with nothing, yeah. <laughs> you know? 
Wow. <laughs> like because my 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 family already invested so much yeah. in me, and I have so much hope about my future. Like um uh, uh having like a good solid future in mm-hmm. in in the U.S. And so I couldn't I couldn't bear the fact that I have to go back and face them mm-hmm. um, with the disappointment. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so it was very heavy for me, and of, of course, it was very difficult choice, and I didn't know what to do. But when I sit with it, and I I I, I look at the three options, like being in the U.S. felt like it didn't give me the freedom mm-hmm. that I needed, even though. Um, if I could stay there as legally or just get married to someone else, um, I wouldn't have the freedom to be myself. And at that yeah. time, I feel like I lost so much of who I am. Like I didn't feel like that was the options for me. Mm-hmm. And going back to Vietnam, um, even though I have to face this fear of shame, but it's like there, there's a sense of hope yeah. around it. Yeah. And I didn't see any hope staying in the U.S., And during that time, I had I, I stumbled upon the Alchemist book. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone was recommended to me, and I just I, I keep hearing about it. You know, it's it's your intuition or the synchronicity mm-hmm. that yes. kind of got you. And I I was like, okay, I'm just gonna read that book. Um, and it was a shock book. It was very easy to read. Mm-hmm. That was my first time actually. Uh, come across alchemy but at that time i didn't understand alchemy i was still very uh like earthly i'm a grounded material world i know nothing <laughs> about spiritual world okay <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing i could get from that book was about traveling yeah now i have always loved to travel like the first thing that when it came to me Uh, the first emotion that came to me when I came to the U.S. was excitement. Mm-hmm. And I was only 17 at that time. And I was traveling alone by myself. I was not even scared because I was just so excited to discover a new place. Yeah. yeah. Um, to see different people and different culture. And so, but like through the process of living there, chasing all the status and try to make my family proud i kind of forgot that passion yeah, like how yeah. it make me what make, make me feel like when i get to travel so after i read that book uh the alchemist it kind of reignited my passion for traveling mm-hmm. then and i was like i already lost my job at the time and i was kind of wondering like what the hell should i do with my life right now <laughs> 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 I I came I already came to the bottom. I lost everything. I didn't have anything. Um, I sold everything in the U.S. and I had to go back home. Really, with just like a suitcase of clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wow. I had nothing. So, but at that point, I'm like, okay, what's next? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's next? So I I I sit and I just kind of ask myself, what is it I really want to do? Yeah. Um. Now that I have all the time in the world, mm-hmm. now that I kind of already come to the blank slate and the answer came to me was traveling. Yeah. And so ever since, I just used that passion as a compass for me. Mm-hmm. Like whenever I feel restricted, I go and I travel because I didn't feel very free being close to my family in Vietnam as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever I get a chance, I take a solo 
trip to travel around Asia. Yeah, <laughs> and they didn't understand. Like, why do you travel solo? Like, they always ask me, like, are you not lonely when you travel solo? <laughs> 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 I was like, no, I make a lot of friends on my travel, and I love it so much. Um, but they, you know, my family is very conservative. Yeah, yeah. And they're very traditional. You know how mm -hmm. Asian yes. people, they always travel together in a group or in mm -hmm. a family. Yeah. You barely see people travel along. So occasionally, like whenever I go to hostels or hotels or restaurants, they always stare at me and they mm -hmm. always ask me, like, You go by yourself, <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's it was the at that time it was the only outlet for me, yeah, uh, to kind of escape my reality because I couldn't stand facing uh, the shame of failure, being a failure at that yeah. time. Yeah, shame is an no. interesting thing, isn't it? As far as it was one of the demons that I had to deal with. Um, you mm -hmm. had mentioned I, I, my professional life was in healthcare. I worked mm -hmm. for uh, HMOs. I used to help HMOs get their accreditation and stuff like that. Then I went into the skilled nursing facility and I dealt a lot with the hospital. And I mm -hmm. am very familiar with the stress of healthcare, uh, even at a skilled mm -hmm. nursing facility. I, I remember when COVID entered into our world that the madness and the, oh, my Lord, I can't even explain to you uh, because we had to find ways to protect the uh, the population that was there. And it was really, very stressful. Everyone was losing their minds and uh, trying to protect. So I get what you're saying. And I know what, how, your life that you described, Vivi, is maybe about a good 70% of America, <laughs> of, people in our, of people in the world, because we are programmed to chase mm -hmm. the materials aspect mm -hmm. of life. We are not um, programmed to uh, go after the spiritual, to tap into the spiritual, even in the corporate sense. And I think that corporations are losing out a lot of value by just focusing on the material aspect, because I think if they bring mm -hmm. in the uh, spiritual aspect of it, meaning making people aware of who they are, the person, I think the production would be much better than what they're having. And also you would have happier people because you were talking mm -hmm. about being a state of just misery, Um, mm -hmm. you, you went right past unhappiness and went straight into misery <laughs> as you were mm -hmm. existing in mm -hmm. this space that mm -hmm. uh, no longer brought you any kind of joy at all. And mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I love the fact that you sat down with yourself because this is where you need to begin right here when you begin to sit down with yourself and ask yourself those questions like you were saying, why, why am mm -hmm. I here? What makes me happy? All of these things. Um, uh -huh. we began to deprogram ourselves from our previous training so that we can then create this new world like you just started to create about traveling. Uh -huh. So um, uh -huh. talk to me about, uh, okay, you started traveling. How did you begin to now dig a little deeper into your self-development and what were some of those, um, I call them, 
I hate to say demons, but that's pretty much what it is. It's usually the thought pattern that we have. We have our these particular thoughts on a loop, uh, a reel to reel. In my days, I'm I'm giving away my age. Um, it will just play over and over, and then Vivi, they become monsters in our life, in our thought life. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. We yeah. we begin to manifest sicknesses in our bodies. Uh, people don't understand the process of a thought. It is tied into the emotion. And once it lands in the emotion and yeah. we create this um, overwhelming energy that is tied into the emotion, it lodges into the body and then it manifests into sicknesses and disease and so forth. Tell yeah, to us yes. about some of those um, <clears throat> those demons that you had to deal with as you began to learn about who you are, even in your travels. Yeah, yeah. So as I, I would say there's fears, so many fears that I face along the way. So mm-hmm. the first one is like the fear of shame. And during that stage, I, I'm going to go to a little bit later about alchemy, like to explain, yeah. to mm-hmm. tie, kind of tie the whole picture together. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, but um, so... When I left the U.S., that was the fear of shame that I was facing Mm -hmm. and the fear of failure as well. Because, like, I also fear of unknown Mm -hmm. because I I didn't know what I would be going to. Like, I didn't know what future was going to be next from here. But as far as I know, um, the only thing that I knew at that time was just following my passion, just following my heart, because that's the main key thing that I learned from the book, The Alchemist. Yeah. That's so, so that was has guided me along the way during that stage. So, what got me into the spiritual path? Probably my van life. So, when I uh, when I left the US, went back to Vietnam, I decided I didn't want to stay there. I didn't want to live there. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like free or be myself. I couldn't really fit in with the culture anymore. I mm-hmm. I didn't really want to be so close to my family as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I applied for my immigration to Canada. A friend mm-hmm. actually gave me the idea because I was like, if I don't want to stay here in Vietnam, like, I kind of didn't want to go back to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I want to do? But I, I kind of miss the lifestyle back there. I kind of miss the, the, the Western culture. Yeah. Uh, so my friend suggested to me, my college friend suggested to me, I'm like, why don't you go to Canada? Like they have open immigration right now. And literally at that time, they just kickstarted a new uh, trend for immigration and they mm-hmm. open, um, they, they make it a lot easier for people to, to come to, like to come. educated people to come to yeah. Canada. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, so I check out whether I, I, I was qualified and I was, and for me, it was a lot faster. Apparently, I didn't know that immigration would take that long. Like normally, you have to wait for like several years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it took like only one year and a half, and it's already long wow. for me. <laughs> but it's gen- generally that's fairly short for immigration. Yeah. So um, during that time, like before I come to Canada, I was like, "What do I want to do when I get to Canada?" Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> 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 well, I was invited to come here. Um, how, so I, I, I tried to envision like what kind of lifestyle would I do? What kind of jobs would, would, would I, I'd like to get? And 
uh, so I was researching on YouTube. I came across tiny houses and it started to get pretty big, like mm-hmm. this tiny house yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, then I come across Van Life. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> and I was like, that would be a lifestyle that give, that allow me to travel everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's low cost. Yeah. And because I have a dog with me, so I'm mm-hmm. like, it's perfect. Um, and I at that time I was like, well, maybe if I don't work too much, I didn't plan on going back to the the corporate life anymore. Yeah. Um, I wanted to go into a completely new, different direction. I'm like, I'm not going back to that lifestyle anymore. It, it's felt yeah. like hell for me. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe van life would give me uh, opportunities to learn about myself mm-hmm. because I wouldn't have to work so much like full time in order to afford such a lifestyle. Yeah. And so I could just work part time and maybe go travel and um, spend time on my passion and kind of do what I love. Just feel like what interests me at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. And so that's that. That's what Van Life really afforded me at that time. And so I did. I was like, whatever I'm interested in, I'm gonna go and do it. Yeah. So I applied to work for a barista at Starbucks because I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like an odd job for me okay let's see how how, how i like it yeah. um because i was like maybe i would have a coffee house one day you <laughs> yeah. know so uh-huh. let, let, let's just apply and work for marissa so it was like and my my mom kept calling me and she was like are you really serious that you're gonna work as a barista at starbucks like you're not going back to be an engineer anymore <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no more, mom. No, no, no more working in the corporate world. Um, so I, I kind of enjoyed the job, but then I got an offer to work for Nespresso as a brand ambassador, as the associate for them, like mm-hmm. sales associate for them. Yeah. And I was like, okay, uh, I love Nespresso coffee. Yeah. Let's try it out. I love talking to people. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, whatever I'm curious about myself, yeah. like whatever that interests me, um, I, I do it like nice. because it, it gives me a chance to see how interact in different environment mm-hmm. of whatever that interests me at that time. So I learned so much about people skills mm-hmm. through the sales position and because I love coffee so much. So I'm yeah. already knowledgeable about coffee. So people <laughs> just love it. Like yeah. people just come and buy coffee machines for me. And I'm, I'm just like. It's, this job is so easy and it's so much fun. Yeah. And I just like, sometimes I just talk to people and give them coffee and <laughs> chats with them. And like, they, I didn't, I did not even have any sales skill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, but you're doing something I, I, you love though. That's it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm like, yeah, if you do something that you love, it's just going to flow and people yes. are going to sense it. And th- that's the first thing that I learned about following your passion, right? Just mm-hmm. do what you love. And that's how you got very successful um, at your at your job. And I was. And so after more, like, more than a year doing that, I kind of, it's kind of get wear out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great job. Like it helped me to afford my van life and it was flexible so I could go and travel. Mm-hmm. So during that time, I kind of travel part-time, work part-time. Um, well, I, I work full-time during the winter time. I couldn't travel during the winter time. So that's where I yeah. get to earn all the money. And then mm-hmm. I, I travel in the spring <laughs> and summer. Um, so I like during those travel time, I get to go to some very remote places in BC and I really get to enjoy the van life. Yeah. 
So I I spent a lot of solitude time in nature, and I didn't、mm-hmm. know how healing that was for me. Um, so that that was the time I started to get a sense like a different person. Like yeah, I, yeah. when you go into nature, like something just kind of magical happen. It's a、mm-hmm. very natural healing process. Yes. Um, that's kind of like peel the layers in、mm-hmm. you and get you more because you're so much more grounded, so much more in tune with the earth and nature and surrounding. Yes, I agree. Um. So at that time, I was like, words just started come out of me.、Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Like I, it's just like in my head.、Um, I never really liked writing.、Mm-hmm. I, I was an engineer. I'm, I was like, I if I ever have any writing assignment, I hand it to someone else to do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, how is it? How is it that poems? Yeah, came out of me. Mm-hmm. And I was really stunned at that time. I just started writing poems just very naturally.、Uh, so then I get to understand. I I learned a little bit about meditation.、Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I was kind of like, "Wow!" But I come to Canada because I wanted to have a different life, and I didn't see what the job that I had was fun. But I didn't see the growth. In、yeah. that position, I、yeah. didn't see the growth in that job. So I'm like, I want to be an entrepreneur.、Uh, I want to have a different lifestyle in Canada, but I haven't really achieved that. Yeah, yeah. And so I enroll into some personal development course.、Mm-hmm. Uh, get to understand about my vision.、Mm-hmm. I learn about meditation.、Mm-hmm. So I had a lot because my job wasn't very stressful.、So、I had a lot of time spending with myself. Yeah, you know. Uh, so I, I get to understand what I love. I get to learn different things about personal growth, and that's how spirituality started to come to me. And at that time, I like after a year living in the van,、um, I met some people that one particular person actually introduced spirituality to me,、mm-hmm. um, and I started and I. I I thought it was a woo woo. <laughs> I thought it was superstitious. I was like, if you ever ever told me about feng shui, I never believe in feng shui. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. And they started talking about、uh, the the moon, how the moon actually affects your mood. I was、yes. like. No, I never、mm-hmm. feel like it's actually affect my mood. Like I, <laughs> I never pay attention to any of that. I thought all of that was just like superstition. Yeah. Um. So, but when I got into a relationship,、um, kind of knocked me out of my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that it, it was a relationship that kind of got me questioned a lot about my self worth.、Mm-hmm. Um, then I enrolled into I, I I couldn't handle it anymore. I I got to I was like, why do I have to like keep going back to this kind of relationship? Like, why do I have to endure this type of relationship like、yeah. over and over again in my life? Um, so I then I enrolled into a a coaching program.、Mm-hmm. This is where I learned about shamanism,、mm-hmm. and this is where I understand oh all the things <laughs> that people tell me about spirituality. It's actually not on the woo woo. Like <laughs> now, I understand the、you、logic understand behind it. it.、Yes. And I was like, when that door opened up for me, 
I just couldn't stop learning about spirituality. Yeah. Like I love shamanism so much that I was like, I did everything that I could. Uh, I read a lot of books about spirituality mm-hmm. and um, like the, the conversation with God, with God uh, yeah, like the power yeah. of now, like, yeah. or like the Kabbalion. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Kabbalion has got to be like, oh my God, like, yeah. If you understand it, like you understand the key of the universe and how everything works. Yeah. Before that, I I read the secret, um, mm-hmm. but I really really understand that was spirituality. Like it's, to me, it was more about like uh, visioning the law of attraction. I didn't really understand how yeah. it works actually until I understand shamanism. Until I understand um, the seven law, the, the seven hermetic laws, mm-hmm. then like everything just like oh my god like <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and so i i started to exercise a lot about getting out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. to uh overcome my fears and um th- that was the time i was going to the coaching program because i wanted to uh get over the fear of not being good enough because yeah, that yeah. what got me stuck going back to similar relationships that yeah. was very, very hurtful um and so after i finished the coaching program is i'm sorry after i finished the uh the the, the job in vancouver like mm-hmm. selling espresso machine there was a, a rather same time the pandemic hit and um so they have to lay off everyone mm-hmm. temporarily and then they opened back again in the summer. So during that time, I was questioning that, what do I want to do now? Like, yeah. I, I don't have a job anymore. Like, pandemic is like, what are you going to do? You cannot rely on the government forever. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel good relying on the government. I don't know if it's, is it going to be sketchy, you know, <laughs> even though they pay? Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it wasn't, I wanted to be independent. So uh, I decided that I'm just, well, I'm just going to have a trip of my life. Yeah. And I decided that I'm just going to travel across Canada. Wow. I was going from Vancouver to, I don't know wherever I'm going mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Uh, until I travel from somewhere until my plane was open. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know where I'm going to stay. I don't know uh, where I'm going to end up. I, I'm just, I'm just going to go and just follow that compass um, that I love traveling and I, I had a very strong intuition that I needed to leave this place. Yeah. I needed to go somewhere. I, I needed to go toward the east side of Canada. So along the way, I documented my, uh, my, my, my trip, mm-hmm. uh, to go across Canada. Cause I have lived in the van for like more than two and a half years, but I tra- only travel around BC. I never get to see the rest of the Canada. rest of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it turned out to be like even I was traveling during pandemic, but it turned out to be like the best year of mm-hmm. my life in Canada. Wow! Like so many things happened to me, um, and I, I, it, it was just like I just have the sense that I need to do something, just follow that path, and things gonna open up, and I'll, I'll, I'll learn something, or um, I'll get to know myself more. But I think and it did. I think um, l- let's take a look at it because you 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 started practicing a lot of the principles 
within uh, spirituality, even before you got into it, uh, connecting yeah. with nature is a part of it um, when you get into meditation. And you mentioned about solitude in my one of uh, the chapters in my book that I wrote about was solitude, the importance of solitude, because it, mm-hmm. in my mind, that is the place where you begin to internalize and dig deep. But you also it's a place of strength. It's a place of mm-hmm. knowledge. Um, I'll give you an example of, of here you were working in corporate America, and you're not pursuing your dream and your compass, and you're miserable. And so here you are in this um, vein after uh, all the changes took place. And a van life, you don't know where you're going, and all of this, and you're happier there. And uh, it is really interesting to hear your story. And I tell people that if you do what you love, it's not work. The that concept of burnout doesn't even exist in that space it, because it's not uh-huh. It, uh-huh. it's not even something that you can comprehend when you're there but you can comprehend burnout when you are working in the hospital system because yes, it yes. manifested in your body causing you all kinds of pain and uh-huh. uh, here you are living this um life of the unknown and yet, uh-huh. there's tremendous amount of peace. Uh, what a privilege you have, Vivi, to be, um, to have the time and the space to be by yourself. Western civilization uh-huh. are afraid of that. And here you are in a lifestyle that promotes that. Oh, uh, wow, what a beautiful thing uh, to have, because a lot of people are afraid of that place. Yeah, I I realize that it helps me to overcome a loneliness. Yep. Because I know that like in in this pandemic right now, so many people like during the lockdown, right? So many people got lonely, um, and that caused depression as well. Yes. So, but for me, the van life, um, it helps me to overcome that, and I actually enjoy being alone <laughs> i'm not an introvert <laughs> but i do really enjoy being alone like having my own peace yes like you know like like when i was young in the u.s i used to go party on the time <laughs> <laughs> like every weekend i had to call on the friends okay let's go party let, like get some drinks and go hang out um it's gemini personality but i'm only like yeah. a lot more tame now mm-hmm. that i'm like I I just enjoy my peace and I just love being alone and just being in in, in solitude. So that's how van life actually has started to, yeah. to change me. Mm-hmm. And so, like during the lockdown, I don't get hit by the fear of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I find that it's because of that, I find that it helps me to be a lot more authentic yeah. uh, in my relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. Because I like I, I'm not making friends. I'm not in a relationship because I feel lonely. Because mm-hmm. I actually enjoy their company. Yeah. I, I actually enjoy conversation and talking with yes. them, and spending yes. time with them. You know, mm-hmm. so there's there's no need that I have to be clingy to someone. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Th- 
that's one aspect, and because it gets me to love nature a lot more.、Mm-hmm. Um, I was born in a big city, like the biggest city in Vietnam. So most of my life, I was always in big cities. But th- th- this lifestyle has allowed me to be so in touch with nature. Like、mm-hmm. I, because I feel so much more peace. I'm like sometimes, like when I go to like big city, I can. Definitely feel the energy, the rushing, and the or the hustle energy very、yeah. much instantly. Is I I can feel the stress very、yeah. quickly. Um, so I I don't really enjoy staying in the city as much. But yeah, definitely is one of the most undermined healing tools、mm-hmm. for uh, uh for us as human. And because of the pandemic, like we don't get to go out as much. And yes, I have a lot of privilege. I do really think like living this van life and have、mm-hmm. freedom to travel around is actually a privilege for me. Yeah. Um, like o- over so many other people that don't have that luxury,、mm-hmm. um, to to have that much solitude. Like if you want to leave your house, you have to drive somewhere.、Yeah. You have to rent a place. Yeah. I I I can't just drive anywhere and be anywhere I want today. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So so that's. That's the beautiful part of van life that I, that I really enjoy. However, there's it's not like there's no challenges. There are a、oh, lot、yes. of challenges.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know,、mm-hmm. there has to be the balance. Like there's a trade-off. Yeah, both. Um. So this van life has allowed me to be more flexible, learn more about myself, and when I get on the trip of going across Canada. Opportunity, they start to open up,、mm-hmm. that, and this is just synchronicity. It's nothing that I have planned. Like even like writing the book is nothing that was in my plan、yeah. that I, I was envision. And what I learned about that is when you let go of all the things that、mm-hmm. actually hold you down,、um, is that you have to close one door. If I didn't close that door, like booking for that job, leaving. Uh, my friends and relationships there in Vancouver. I wouldn't have these opportunities yeah, here. Yeah.、Um, I wouldn't have my YouTube channel. I wouldn't have this book, and I wouldn't go on podcast talking、yeah. to、uh, many people and share my stories.、Yeah. I like none of that would happen if I stay in my comfort zone、yeah. in Vancouver during、mm-hmm. the pandemic. Um, and go back to the job that I was working. Well, I did enjoy it, but it it wasn't for me.、Yeah. So my intuition was very loud. Like even though I I did not know what was going to happen, but I kind of just follow that. And um, and I was really amazed how like all the synchronicities that happened to lead me here、mm-hmm. and. Uh, to be an author, and now talking about spirituality and spread the message <laughs> about alchemy to、yes. so many people and open up the、um, uh, uh, open up their mind about、uh, this ancient wisdom about、mm-hmm. alchemy. Now, so the way that I look at it is, you know, nobody really know what van life was actually about. Until it's actually got on YouTube,、mm-hmm. and people started talking about it, and now it's such a trend, and so many、yes. people want to do, want to do it. Yeah, so many want. Yes, the way that I see with alchemy is that not a lot of people knows about it, and what there's the philosophy,、uh, there's the process there. However, it's very hard for 
to for pe- for people to picture what that process actually looked like to uh, go through the different stages. Mm-hmm. So unless someone have to demonstrate it, yes, just like yes. someone have to show, oh, this is actually what van life is about. Yes, so someone have to demonstrate. Um, But society go through the stages of alchemy because this is what the world actually needs, needs. right now. Mm-hmm. That that's my belief because, like, like you said during this pandemic, it's pressure us to um to 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 step up. Yes. Many spiritual leaders to set up and people leave their job and to live a different life to yes. be more self aware and self reflect. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's the reason why this process of alchemy is what I see is is one of the tools, the way that can help people with the self reflection. And my job is to demonstrate that, like mm-hmm. what's it like to go through these stages and help people to overcome these challenges because every stage there's a challenge. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, as you see. The, the the demons that we, you you were talking about mm-hmm. it presents in every stage, and that's the challenge that you have to go through in order to um, elevate your soul evolution. Yes, I agree. And because otherwise we're just gonna get stuck, and we're gonna go back to the circle. We're gonna go around back yes. to the circle. Mm-hmm. And so when, but it, it didn't just happen to me. Um, That I I was going to write a book about alchemy. <laughs> I was going to write a book about van life, you know, <laughs> because I have come across several people. Like I I just sometimes people just come and ask me about my van life, and we just start a conversation. And it was like, do you have a book about it? Like you have a yeah. YouTube channel? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> and um and, and so. Last year, like by the end of last year, I decided I was going to write a book, mm-hmm. and because I didn't know what to do with the book writing process, yeah. So I asked some people to help me, like, what's it like to write a book? And I had planned to do some coaching. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a coach, um. So I asked them to help me draft a business plan with the coaching. Mm-hmm. And so a book was part of the plan, but it was going just like a small book about uh, my van life, and the coaching was going to be around that van life. But like as I dig deeper and deeper, I was like, "But what is it good for people? Like, why should people live in a van?" Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> like what, what, like like how is it going to change people? Like, well, it, it did change my life in one aspect, but I don't think it's gonna be for everyone. Yes, this life, uh, this lifestyle is really tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not easy as it may seem on mm-hmm. YouTube channel. <laughs> like a lot of things mm-hmm. is not shown. Um, I have been able to stick with it for almost four years wow. because I, I. I determined to get to know my life purpose. Yes. Um. So, so it's a lot of determination for me to to get through it. But I was like, I don't know if this is for everyone, especially for people that who enjoy the comfort of their homes and who who love their family uh, and want to be around them. I was like, how how is it going to help them grow? So as I dig deeper in all of these questions in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to realize that it's a spiritual journey, 
And at that time, this is where synchronicity happened. Um, this show called Mystery Teachings mm-hmm. that was presented by Teresa Bullard. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, I, I just kind of stumbled upon it through the ad, the Instagram ad. Because I'm on Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I love photography. I post a lot of uh, <laughs> landscape photography there. So I stumbled upon the ads and somehow it just catch my interest i'm like i want to know this like something mysterious i love anything mystery and it's called <laughs> the mystery teaching yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what is it mysterious about it let, let me figure it out um so i so i check out the show and it's her last season was about tarot mm-hmm. and i was kind of curious learning about tarot then she went on to explain all the major arcana of tarot that like if you travel along the major arcana on the mandala wheel that is a hero journey mm-hmm. and that's hero journey tied into the seven stages of alchemy wow. and when i was watching the show she explained different images um on on the tarot mm-hmm. the uh, basically the hidden the hidden wisdom mm-hmm in the image and the meaning of every chord, the archetypal energy in every chord mm-hmm. and how it plays out in your life. Yeah. Then the lights follows went on my head and I realized, oh my gosh, like this is so relevant to me. Like how, why everything happened to me in the U.S. and why I travel up to here mm-hmm. um, that I was like, I was traveling on the mandala wheel because mm-hmm. um, everything that she described was like, this is my life. This is your life. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she helped me to connect all the dots of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I started to realize, yes, it has to happen in the U.S. that way. That's what I'm here. And I, when I have that awareness um, it was so easy for me to forgive everything that happened. Yeah. And I started to understand I had to be on that path and I had to have that desire of freedom to have freedom in my life because this is the work that I need to do now to, do. Yeah. to yeah. help people um, to get more freedom and peace within yeah. themselves, especially during this time in the pandemic. Yeah. And so... I changed everything around the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is a story that people need to hear, not yeah. about my main life anymore. <laughs> because th- this is the message that people need to hear about alchemy, understand the stages of alchemy, so that we'll be able to help them um, to reflect on their life, where they yeah. are and where they're heading. Yeah. Because it's so powerful to me when I got to understand the concept i'm like now i understand the seven uh, laws of the universe uh, from hermetic teachings that it tied everything, everything together. Yeah. and why we have to go um wh- why we need to clear the uh the, the seven chakras and how does also uh relate to alchemy as well because every stage of alchemy you go through you go through a certain challenge that helped you to clear out clear, your yeah. thoughts your yeah, negative beliefs. Yeah. Help you to face your fear. Mm-hmm. 
And that's how you cleanse your chakra energy yeah. so that it opened the passage for the Kundalini rising. So it's, it can um, open up, it, it can activate your pineal gland and open up that portal to the spiritual realm, which is the last stage of alchemy, uh, in order to have access more information from mm-hmm. heaven and you bring it down to earth so you yes. can bring more service to the world. Yes. Um, and so, that, but alchemy is, the journey that everyone has to go through because mm-hmm. is the it's all about transmutation and transformation. It's yes. all about change, and the universe is all about change. Like change is the only constant we're ever expanding and growing. Yes, and so we all have to go through this process one way or another. Um, you you can call it however way you want, but in the um, ancient texts. Uh, they explain very well, like the like explain like, each different stages and how it looks like mm-hmm. for each different stage of alchemy and the challenge that you're facing in each different stage. Now, because everyone has different karma, different uh, energy where they come from and their indoctrination, so the journey that you're going through is very different. Even though the stages is the same, the process is the same, but you may learn different lessons. Um, so the journey may look different for every each individual. So that's the reason why I'm like, I need to share my story um, to just to show people what it looks like. I can't tell them exactly what their journey actually looked like. Yeah. Based on my story, they'll be able to reflect. To reflect, that. yeah, um, and 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 to see where they are in the process and how they can go through the stages of alchemy. Awesome. Where can they get your book? Because I'm going to uh, direct everyone to uh, get a copy of your book, Vivi, because it is holiday time, guys. You listening? Uh, make sure that you are getting these things as gifts and presents and all the different things and hand them out so that we can uh, support uh, Vivi and uh, maybe you guys can learn from her the uh, essence of what her life was and how it changed her in the process and her understanding of alchemy and what it does. Um, I want to thank you, Vivi, for coming because you have given us so much. Um, it is such a beautiful story. It encompasses everything, the uh, changing of the mind and uh, how you came from a world that is actually stagnated into a world of life. And I thank you for coming here at Threads of Enlightenment and sharing it all with us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me and allowed me to uh, share this story and and express the message. So uh, people can actually find my book on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The The first chapter is available for free on my website. Okay. It's called livingthroughalchemy.com. That's mm-hmm. the website. The, the book is called Living Through Alchemy. That's the title, A Transformational Journey to Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's now available on Amazon, but it's going to be available everywhere. Uh, it's like at, at all the bookstore as well, like Barnes and Noble and all that. But for now, Amazon is the primary place that people can go to to get my book, either in ebook or hardcover or, or, or paperback. Awesome. So, yeah. 
Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much, Ken. It's my pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you. But always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more. Everyone who's listening to this podcast, we hope to continually help you to learn how to embrace moments of darkness because it is in the darkness that we learn how to develop and use our abilities to truly see those parts of ourselves often invisible to us in the light. It becomes your responsibility to navigate through all of your trials to find out who you truly are and begin your journey to loving yourself, which is possibly one of the most difficult things you will ever do in your life. To love yourself and to find the real you, but always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for coming by. Please subscribe. And if you can support us financially, we deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, anyone that you can. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.